and welcome to Financial Education Information. My name's Warren Shute, and today, find out how much life insurance you need. If the last 12 months haven't shown us how precious life is, then uh, what will? It's uh, at the time of recording this. I think the COVID um, pandemic has taken 127,000 lives. So, um, you know, what we're waiting for, guys, it's like it's time to sort of get your house in order. In the uh, money plan, I talk about the financial house of wealth. And uh, one of the basic foundations on that is life assurance. I want to just touch on it because I've not touched on life assurance, I think, ever. Um, or if I haven't, it's certainly for a long time. So I wanted to make sure I sort of just recapped one over it. And don't get me wrong, I don't expect you all to be jumping up and down with excitement on this one. But you know, congruently, it's important. And you're doing the right thing when you do it. So uh, remember, information is useless, action is power. So when you've listened to this, take some action. And uh, go across to lexo.co.uk and you've got Lexo Protect on there. You can fill out a form and we can help you arrange some life insurance for you directly. No worries. Um, it's a funny thing, isn't it? So I was 47 on Sunday and as I age, awful thing to say, more people around you or friends of friends or acquaintances or family members pass away. So you've got more references of mortality. As a certified financial planner, our job is to raise risks that may occur in your future now to you. So we highlight them to you so you can then make an informed decision of whether it's the right thing for you to do something about, okay? So I will raise this risk with some clients and they will then say, we will adapt our lifestyle to meet the needs that we've got, the income we've got coming in at the time. We don't wanna make any life insurance, uh, take any life insurance out. And I'll just stress to them that, you know, that will necessitate, you know, what have you going back to work, whoever's surviving, selling the house, downsizing, possibly bringing the children out of private education, possibly the business folding, you know, all these things, you know, that business loan you've got being recalled, all these scenarios. And it's not scaremongering, it's reality. And it's much better to make those decisions from a safe, sound, clear mind now than it is at the moment thinking, oh my God, what am I going to do? If only I'd spent that. 20, 30, 40, 50, sometimes 100 pound plus quid on life insurance. So you, know, you can transfer the risk of uh, fatality, whether it's death um, or, or a disability, to an insurance company. That's what insurance is for. And then they carry that risk for you. So you pay a premium, you buy a life insurance policy, and they will then promise to pay you a lump sum or an income of payment. Um, and transferring risk away from the family unit, I think, is important because it make, makes sure that you've got strong foundations in place. That's why when I did the House of Wealth, we have foundations on the bottom. These are the essential, three essential, five optional, and life insurance is an optional one. Um, for you to consider, you've got strong foundations, then you can build your House of Wealth. Then you can build your assets and stuff. What should you insure? And then I'll cover how do you insure it, okay? So first of all, what do you insure? Well, I guess it would be fairly obvious for us to say you insure your mortgage, okay, if you've got a mortgage. Um, but also think a little bit wider um, from your mortgage. Think about other liabilities, okay? So think about um, uh, overdrafts, loans, that kind of thing. Um, if you have a financial commitment to pay certain payments, 
example, school fees or university fees, okay, or um, child maintenance support. If you have financial commitments to pay those, make those payments, why don't you ensure that liability so that if you were to die, at least those bills could be paid and then your estate, your spouse, your whatever's left, your partner, doesn't have to look to make those payments because um, your your ex-spouse, your uh, maintenance payments and your divorce payment has a legal claim on your estate if you die. So they can then take that. So how does that work out? Your um, new wife, for example, is paying your old wife out of your money in your estate to keep things ticking along. Um, so much easier to just get it clean, done and dusted and wrapped up. L mortgages, loans, overdrafts that kind of thing any financial commitments you've got um maintenance payments um uh, school fees university fees that kind of thing and then possibly um if you're in business look at your um overdraft any uh, invoice discounting that might get recalled um that kind of thing and then you've got a whole subject on business insurances which maybe i'll cover another time um and don't forget your funeral, your funeral costs too. So these are things that, so what I normally do is I would arrange one mortgage protection insurance for the mortgage. So that's one life insurance plan that typically reduces over the remaining term of the mortgage. So let's say you've got 15 years left in your mortgage and you've got 500,000 pounds in your mortgage today. Over the time, it's going to come down because you're paying a bit of interest, a bit of capital off. So we'd have one policy that covers that, okay? Um, and then I'd have a separate policy, excuse me, I have a separate policy that would cover any car fine overdraft, that kind of thing, any fine, because the term, the duration of those is going to be less. Okay, so we've got that. Um, so that's your liability cover. The second cover you've got to consider is the loss of income. Because tell anyone who's paid a mortgage off, it's still expensive to live in your house with all your council tax, all your um, utilities, buying food, that kind of thing. It's still expensive. If you've got young children, it wouldn't be fair for your either of you, male or female, to be you know, looking after the young child and working, putting pressure on your um, relatives and that, when you can just arrange a simple life insurance policy to help things, okay? So when it comes to loss of income, I prefer a family income benefit plan. So this is not... A, it is a term insurance policy, but it doesn't pay out a lump sum of money. A family income benefit plan will pay out an, a monthly, typically, tax-free income for the remainder of the duration of the policy. So if you took the policy out today for 18 years because you've got a newborn baby, or 21 years because you've got a newborn baby, um, when that baby is um, um, 10 years old, okay, you'd have 11 years left on the plan. So if something happened to the life assured uh, 11 years old, it would pay out for a remainder of the 11 years. So it wouldn't pay out for 21 because you're 10 years into the plan. Um, and it pays out a tax-free income um, of the sum assured that you agree. And typically, I find that that is such a cleaner, wiser, smarter way of doing it and less expensive than arranging a lump sum term insurance policy. Because um, if you are not an investor, okay, so let's run a scenario. You are widowed or widower, you, you're there, you're vulnerable, you've got a chunk of money, you've never had to really worry or manage money before, and you've got this, let's say, a million pounds, what do you do with it? You sit in the bank, you start ch chipping away at it, you think you've got more money than you have, you might erode into it, so people might want to borrow money because they know you've got money, so can I borrow some money if you can help me out? You feel for your friends and family, they've been with you to look after you because you are grieving, so you're then going to help them because it's a kind of a reciprocation. Or let here, let me pay off your mortgage, that kind of thing, or let me pay off your car loan or help you raise 100 quid or 500 quid. Um, it starts going down, and then all of a sudden you think, geez, this money's going down a lot quicker than I thought. I'm going to run out of money. Or they invest it and the market goes all over the place and they start worrying. Kind of just a clean family income benefit policy takes all this stuff away and it's cheaper. 
okay? So the beneficiary doesn't have to worry about managing money. So three policies potentially, maybe four, three policies potentially. You've got one to cover your mortgage. You've got one to cover your other debts, okay? And then you've got one to cover the loss of income. I said potentially four. The fourth one potentially would be to do with a business. If you've got a business, you'd have that run completely separately. Now, that's the policies. Um, how much family income benefit you need really comes down to where you are as a family. But I'm going to make a couple of scenario uh, uh, assumptions here that what money comes in goes out. Okay, so you're both earning. You don't have an awful lot left over. If you have a lot of money left over, you can obviously do the sum yourself and deduct this from the equation. But let's say money, money, money comes in, money goes out. So it's paying things. So if you look at your take home pay, let's say it's two thousand pounds a month. Let's make an assumption that a thousand of that goes on the mortgage and the car finance and stuff like that. Well, if you've insured the mortgage and if you've insured the car finance so that those things will be repaid on death, then you don't have to take those into consideration, do you? So we got £2,000 a month normally to make sure our family unit ticks along. Those debts have been repaid, so I've got £1,000 left. So I now need to insure £1,000. So what we do, what we tend to do is a rough rule of thumb, just as, as a takeaway, look at your take-home pay, deduct the liabilities, monthly payments that you're going to repay with other policies, and then you've got the net amount that you need to insure. And that's the loss of income you need to cover through, through a family income benefit plan. A couple of other sort of nuggets that I want to make sure I give you to take away. Um, so often people will insure with a joint policy. So they kind of look and think, well, I've got a joint mortgage. I'll do a joint policy. They'll say, I've got a, um, you know, we'll just insure 200,000. 2,000 pounds a month of uh, family income benefit. Yeah, you know, we'll just do a joint policy. The challenge with a joint policy is that um, it's far more flexible and beneficial for you to have individual policies. Now, let me explain myself a little bit clearer. When you, when you arrange a joint policy, typically, unless you go and see a solicitor, you would have the benefit paid to the survivor. Okay, there is a way you can put it in trust, but it's quite complex and to find a sister who will do it is even harder. So we'll go to the survivor. So what happens if you both die in quick succession? Okay, the policy proceeds tend to be in your estate. Now, it's not a huge issue when it comes to repaying a mortgage, but when it's loss of income, it's in your estate, it, it potentially could compound your inheritance tax liability. Also, within a relationship, often, one person heard, uh, earns a higher level of income than the other, okay? So you'd look and say, well, actually, we need this amount for one member, could be a male or female, we need this amount for the other member. How are we gonna, should we just both have both, have the higher level, should we equalize it? So actually, if one pays, one dies sooner, we got a lower amount for them and too much for the other person. Well, a single policy, you can just arrange this individually. So you can arrange tailored amounts of cover. So I need this much for you, I need this much for you. Also, there is an argument, and it's a very justified argument, to say that, well, actually, if the non-earner were to pass away, let's say, for example, in the relationship, there's a high earner and a non-earner, the non-earner were to pass away, how much cover do you need? Well, perhaps we need a level of cover to employ an au pair stroke nanny, but you're quite happy to ensure that the mortgage is paid every month, and you can pay that, you don't need that lump sum, and actually... You don't need a sort of loss of income on the individual. You just need to make sure that um, there's their duties, their role within the family unit is covered. Okay, so it's not just black and white. You've got to really got to look at it and think, 
okay, what would we want to happen if I passed away? What would these things happen? If you had passed away, what would we want to happen? You know, do we want the mortgage paid? Do we want the car finance paid? Or can we? Can you still pay that? Um, but you, you're not going to be able to do, do your full-time job, work all the hours that you're working, and look after the kids and be there. So we need some kind of help. And let's make sure we do it properly. Let's employ a nanny, 30 grand a year, for example. It might be 25 grand a year. And let's do it properly and employ someone to be there to help around the house and the kitchen and also pick up the kids from school and drop them off and make sure that they are. Um, it's a full-time role. You know, it, it's a lot to do with it. So you kind of got to look at the figures and your own situation will be different, but make sure it's done that way. And the final thing is, okay, make sure that you write the proceeds into trust or at least consider writing the proceeds in trust, okay? When you do a joint policy, it's very, very, very difficult to do that, okay? But when you write individual policies, it's very straightforward. Now, the benefit to you of writing the policy in trust is that the money gets paid out instantaneously on issue of a death certificate. Okay, so it's very, very clean, very, very straightforward. And we keep the proceeds outside of your estate. So if both of you are to pass away in quick succession, all that money's not gone into your estate. So it's not compounding your inheritance tax liability. Who knew there was so much to consider with life insurance? But hey, you know, there's there's a lot of things there. I appreciate I sort of dumped it all on you very, very quickly. Go and read the blog article that accompanies this show um, or drop me a message. Very happy to answer any questions. Thank you much for watching and listening. It's very, very appreciated. Make sure you share the show. Send it to your friends. Um, and if there's any topics you'd like me to cover, please let me know. Until next time, stay safe. If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through. And remember, what makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshoot.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together.